This episode is dedicated to Dartmouth. My name is Werner Buchert, and this is Finding Frequency. Now, why Dartmouth? You see, when I cast my mind back to when I was way, way younger, somehow, somewhere, during the course of watching way too much television, South African dubbed TV shows, somewhere in that narrative, somewhere, Dartmouth bubbled to the top in my mind as one of the top American universities to attend. And until this day, I refuse to accept anything else. Okay, I'm finally getting around to this after I think it's probably been about three weeks since you initially asked me to do this. Um, <laughs> but anyway, without further ado, um, so uh, to introduce myself, I am Katie Zazensky and I am recording here from my kitchen in Warsaw, Poland. As you can probably tell from my accent, no, I am not from Warsaw, Poland, but in fact, um, Bayonne, New Jersey, which is located in the United States. Fabulous. <laughs> um, so that's the basics of who I am, I guess, the, the very bare bones. Um, how do we know each other? Well... Dear Werner, um, we met oh so many years ago at the Polish castle, Troja. Um, do I even pronounce that right? I don't even remember at this point. Um, but <laughs> we met during the College of Extraordinary Experiences, um, aka COEE, um, where it was my first college, and I believe it was Werner's second college. But anyway, um, we didn't really talk at all during the college. Um, I think apart from potentially discussing a ride home. Um, but then it wasn't until we got back from the college that we actually connected and sat down, had a coffee. I actually remember it very vividly. Um, it was right near uh, Platz Grzybowski. I think I probably pronounced that very wrongly, so please don't judge. Um, well, you can, but um, whatever. <laughs> no judgments from my side, Katie. The only thing I would say, though, is I would give my left arm to have a coffee there right now. I remember it very vividly because I just remember uh, feeling that Werner was such a kindred spirit and it just felt so nice to to find you. And it's been, I think, almost three years. It's been like two and a half years since that point. Um, and Werner has become um, a really, really um, uh, important friend to me. So for that... Um, without getting too cheesy, I'll just say thank you. You're an amazing, amazing friend. Um, 
Uh, blubbering aside, well, for a moment, because it's probably going to get pretty blubbery here as well, um, to answer the third question. But um, what have I learned about myself during this time? Well, um, that's a question that has um, a moving target of an answer. And um, I guess just to, to preface things a little bit, as um, as we all probably know, and it's probably needless to say, but for the sake of things, I'll just, <laughs> just spell it out. We're in the midst of a pandemic. Well, it's, it's kind of hard to say in the midst of, because who knows, um, how long this is all going to last and, and what it's all, what the outcome of everything is going to be at this point, depending on, you know, where you locate the start date. I think we're about seven weeks in. Um, I actually arrived back to Poland on March 8th after being in the U.S. uh, for a hot second teaching at Werner's favorite U.S. institution in the world, Dartmouth. Just going to drop that right there for a hot second. There, you're welcome. Um, I was, um, so I returned to Warsaw on March 8th and that was actually days before they closed the border, which was like crazy lucky on my part because, um, this was the first time I traveled here without a visa. Woohoo. So like, cool. (laughs) My already precarious legal situation, you know, intensified and now under the, uh, in the throes of a pandemic cool. Anyway, um, so quarantine life or what have I learned about myself during this time? So many things, <laughs> so many, um, good things, so many not so good things, but you know, just like everybody, it's a work in progress, right? Um, I think one of the most interesting things is how, um, how conscious I've been of, my mental slash emotional state in this time. Uh, it definitely took me a solid five weeks. I, th- I think about five weeks, definitely a month, um, to really kind of reconcile what was going on, um, intellectually and, and kind of very like primitively in my body. Um, it was extremely disorienting for me, uh, extremely difficult, sad, um, and, and a lot of anger. Um, and I've, I've heard a lot of other people talking about this as well, that, um, especially in relationship to the U S where, um, it's not been handled so delicately with essentially any care or any, any guidance or any leadership. And I could go on, but it's basically pointless. Um, I was, really, really surprised at how difficult it was for me to, to reconcile this time. Uh, I'm a freelancer. I'm an artist, which I didn't say in the little notes about who I am, but I guess I should have, but yeah, I'm an artist and, uh, I'm an art, I I teach art. I'm a curator. I run an art space. Um, I write about art, (laughs) basically all things related to art. I somehow have a finger in, um, which means that I basically, um, work from home a lot slash all the time. Um, so this is not a really atypical for me. Um, but what was so hard was just kind of feeling any ability to kind of understand 
what was happening physically. And the more I thought about it and the more I talked about it with friends, the more I realized that it's really this external rhythm that I have that helps me understand my sense of time um, and my kind of position in the world. So like I, I have... I use the the rhythms of the streets and hearing, you know, hearing the traffic in the morning or walking to um, a cafe, you know, to begin my work. It's it's all of these kind of little rituals and these little external cues that help me understand this this, you know, applied time clock. And so when I don't have that and I'm just kind of truly relying on myself and the the timeless space of the internet to conduct my work, it's very disorienting. Um, I have a dog. Thankfully, we got him actually on the day that um, the lockdown was um, instituted here in Poland. Um, So, you know, I've been able to go outside to walk him very regularly, four times a day, as a matter of fact. Um, (laughs) um, uh, Even still, that kind of rhythm, you know, we've just been learning uh, how um, my partner and I have been learning how, you know, to adjust to the doggy and the doggy's been learning how to adjust to us. So so even, even within that kind of sense of a structure, there really wasn't much of a structure. Um. Now, having kind of grown more accustomed to this, I would say that um, uh, hmm, I think that there's there's still a lot of beautiful things that can come from this, um, but it is pretty traumatic, and I think it is going to, of course, it's going to have really long-term effects um, on people, on children, on animals. <laughs> you know, on, on everything that lives and breathes and kind of records time in any kind of way, which is essentially everything, <laughs> everything, you know, kind of animate in whatever way, uh, rocks, trees, you know, um, our bodies. Um, so I'm, I'm really curious to, to know, you know, how this is going to kind of play out in five years, in 10 years, and what kind of the residuals of this time will be. Um, But I think in this moment, I have learned that um, I'm a lot more fragile than I thought I was. (laughs) And I am a lot more deeply affected by my, um, my surroundings and a a lot more fragile about them than I really thought I was. Um, uh, And more, I guess, embarrassingly, I've also learned that I um, have more anger <laughs> within me than I thought I had. Um, but that's a whole nother topic for a whole nother day. You know, this this whole acknowledgement of, of women's rage and women being allowed to have anger, which um, I'll spare, spare you from that conversation for now. Um, but who knows, depending on how things keep rolling out in the U.S. and, you know... <laughs> It might come back, so hit me up if you want to have a a longer conversation about that. Um, but for now, I think I'll I think I'll leave that. I think I'll leave things as they stand. Let's see. Oh wow, I've been talking for almost a full ten minutes. This is probably way longer than you've anticipated. So thanks for entertain or letting me <laughs> entertain you, or <laughs> just let me letting me talk it out. Um, yeah, pandemic life. Um, it's bizarre. It's it's uh, something that I think is teaching 
people a lot of a lot of very critical lessons, um, but it's also going to dramatically alter life for, for many people in ways that we'll, they'll never be able to recover from. So I just hope that we can can pull together to, to love and care for the people of this world um, and learn uh, from this, this moment that, that really there's nothing that can't, you know, there, there's nothing that's really more important than, than people at the end of the day. So with that sappy message, I'll, I'll call it a day. Jenki uh, Barzo, Werner, for this opportunity. And um, yeah, be good. I think we all need a little bit of Katie in our lives. She brings art, she brings insight, she brings Dartmouth, and she brings creativity. Thanks for listening.